it is bad. Um, but I've heard all of that before, but I think that's really funny. Um, these lyrics are taken from an essay written in 1997 by Mary Schmitz, a columnist with the Chicago Tribune. Uh, and then uh, Baz Luhrmann, who is a film director, made an awesome video for it. Um, it was on MTV once, maybe twice. And yeah, there's that song. It's great. I love it. A little cheesy. I'm sure you've all heard it before, but I thought it was a good way to end. So today's been fun. Great music. Um, we listened to <coughs> Akira Ishikawa, Count Buffalo, jazz and rock band. The song was called Sunrise. Before that was the really creepy one uh, called Matter Suspiria Vision. The song was called And On The Seventh Day Pop Ate Itself. That band is fucking retarded. Uh, I don't know if you remember the first show I did, Heartbreak Radio, when I mentioned a boy getting me into witchcraft. Well, he showed me, he didn't get me into it because I'm not into it, but he tried to very, very hard and showed me that band, Matter Suspiria Vision, and they think they're a bunch of fucking German witches. Like, they really think that they are, and they make these goddamn ridiculous new age bullshit music videos that are so f pretentiously stupid uh but i figured we should play that because i like to just challenge you um so go check their stupid shit another blow our resignation unrealized i do now in your hands the book you borrow I made a fool of you Won't you forget 
you forget let's be sweethearts again go men aside nights would be heaven love fill my days if you'd believe me when i say i love you go men Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos the halls with boughs of holly follow God rest ye merry From the happy hour we're going to do those three sets first and then we're going to get on to the showcase so we're going to get it started up right now with our three comedians our hangovers from the happy hour they drank so much at happy hour that they hung over they stayed fast they wanted to tell jokes and i was like fuck yeah let's tell jokes Friday night, it's 8 o'clock, let's tell jokes. We're not even going to sing the song yet, we're just going to get straight to the people. Our first comedian, he's not here, but he's going to get him outside. Look at this, we're just getting the people from outside. Matthew Quirk, get Matthew Quirk from outside. Quirky, quirky, oh, from the potty. Oh no, he's in the potty, that's even better. I've always wanted someone to do a set from the bathroom. I thought that would be a lot of fun. Uh, someone go in the bathroom and fart really loud during your next first comedian set of this first of the Pamtastics Comedy Clubhouse. Very funny guy. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Matthew Quirk. All right, thank you, San Francisco, and everybody out there in Mutiny Land. So, hey, it's great to be here, San Francisco, where you put the hip in hypocrisy. Oh, man, this room is packed. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great to be here. I love this city. I love this city, where a housing boom is. You're listening to Old Soul Radio, and I'm Professor Gable. Dolomite 12 is late. Big surprise. I am here waiting for him and our guests. Tonight we have a special show for you. Um, yeah, it's special. 
But for now, I'm going to eat some tacos and uh, play some music. So um, for all those listening out there, thank you for tuning in. It's going to be a really special evening. Thank you.
mythical, maybe spiritual hero who appears in you to clear your view when you're too crazy. Life is to know the definition for what life is. Priceless to you because I put you on the hype shit. You like it? Gun smoke, you're righteous with one talk. You're psychic among no possess you with one go. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. Ain't happening. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's since the basics, without it you make it, allow me to make this, child like your nature, rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy, I'm in them, every sprouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea, you see with your eyes, I see destruction and demise, corruption in the skies, from this fucking enterprise, now I'm sucked into your lives, through rust, so not as muscles, but percussion to provide, for me as a guide, y'all can see me now, cause you don't see with your eye, you perceive with your mind, that's the inner, so I'ma stick around, I would rust and be a mentor But a few rounds so motherfuckers remember What the thought is I brought all this so you can survive When law is lawless Feeling sensations that you thought was dead No squealing, remember that it's all in your head Hey, it I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag, I'm useless Not for long, the future is coming on How's it going, folks? This is Dolomite12. Popping up 22 minutes and 38 seconds late in this motherfucker. You already did? Cool. Apparently, Professor already introduced the show and stuff. I'm just popping in to say hi. Tonight, we have a very fun show with uh, uh, Antonio Banderas and... Um, what does what his back head kind of look like? And we had Ryan Gosling's half-Mexican brother, also known as Baghead, who we're going to be talking to tonight about about some striking, to be more specific, some hunger striking. Food is not a thing that they will eat. Coming up 
very soon. Today actually marks the 11th day. Tomorrow, we'll say it's midnight, it'll be the 12th day, Dolomite 12, 12th day of hunger strike for the Frisco Five. We just stopped by there on the way here to this radio show. Say what's up to Max and Equipto. If you are unaware of the Frisco Five, they are Equipto, Christina, Ike, Selassie, and my man Edlindo. Today is the first day of May, which means I went to church this morning. And at church, it was a little crazy. There was this one dude who was just dancing in the middle of the uh, of the aisle. Like, he, there was no music going on. I guess he just really felt the word and just decided to dance in the middle of the aisle and just really just get down and start busting moves. Just stepped in the studio, young Gabe Zapata. Gabe Zapata has a new beat tape on the Old Soul Collective SoundCloud. It is, it is not okay to bite these beats part motherfucking two. And uh, that shit slaps. Last night, it was kind of a surreal situation because Old Soul Radio took flight to another radio show called Got Raps, where instead of Professor and I getting interviewed, I mean, doing the interviews, we were getting interviewed. Yeah. How was that? That was like a... I appreciate the show. Shouts out to Santa Cruz, all the homies out there. Especially Zach for hooking that situation up. But that, how, that was a little weird, like, sitting in those chairs for me, I'd say. I felt like I wanted to ask questions, but it was, like, not my right to ask questions. Yeah, I just was like... I was like... Sup. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. How else did you feel? I felt... Stoned. Stoned. Yeah, we were pretty high. And... Uh, it was a really cool like studio like they had way more vinyl there than we have here <laughs> That's an understatement like a lot of vinyl in there. They had like a waiting room We don't have a waiting room. I mean we do but they had like I don't know they had like a lot of like stuff that looked like a college bought it Yeah, it did like hella equipment and stuff. Yeah, it, it it looked like the the, the like the uh, the studio was like more of a station setup where like the host was like looking at you from the center, but you know that's like fine with me. I like our setup here too. But yeah, that was cool. Thanks, got raps. Yeah, you got raps. Shouts out to you. We rapped hella. Did on the show. Gabe was there. Gabe, you want to talk about it at all? Talking to that orange mic. <laughs> Bless you, Aq. The whole time I had ice, ice cream Bless you, leaking out of my butt. Yeah. And my, my mouth. Oh yeah, we couldn't curse so on that full. radio show, dude. That was very disorienting. Yeah, it was very PG on that radio show. Yeah. It was cool. Fuck. Fuck, fuck that though. Fucking shit. Fuck. 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 Cock. Let's yeah, fucking swear. Fuck. 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 Shit. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Anytime you hear the word fuck yelled five times in a row, you know you're listening to Old Soul Radio. Fuck. 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 Here in the back streets of the mission, San Francisco, California, home of the of the fuck, home of the fuck. The wild fuck animal. Once again tonight, we are here accompanied by an all men cast here at Old Soul Radio. But, but next week is Mother's Day, which we'll be joining by. I still, I still gotta re- reassure that with my mom. Haven't uh, asked my mom yet either. Yeah. But if you, if you tuned in a couple of weeks ago, we had our dads up here, Mr. 
Peter Gable, Mr. Mike Evans Sr. And hopefully next week we'll have Sheila Evans. And Lisa Jakes. Yeah. It's going to be pretty lit. But right about now, we're about to kick it into some uh, some tunes for a second. When we're back, we're going to be joined by our two guests. Unless you just want to start talking now. We can, we can just hop into it. I don't mean just start talking now because we're all here and Mike was late as fuck. So, it's true. Mike. <laughs> the whole... Everybody else wasn't here when I, when uh, I Actually, let's here. let's kick some tunes for a second because uh, I need to check something real quick. This is Old Soul Radio. Stay outside. Here on Old Soul Radio, that was um, that was me singing. That uh, that mic works. Thanks. That was good. Thank you for fixing that, Michael. So I wanna um, I wanna ease into the I wanna I wanna talk about music for a second with these musicians before we start getting into yeah yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about you know some stuff and then we're gonna talk about some other stuff. So um, I got a question. Uh, for Baghead, or uh, Baghead. So, 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 do you make beats? I do make beats. Confirmed. Um, and um, and who do you who do you uh, who do you make beats with? I make beats with this dude named Professor Gable. This dude named Paz. This dude named Dolomite Twelve. Okay. I collaborate with this dude named Gabe Zapata. With this dude named Froman Jones. That's a that's a lot that's a that's a lot of people. Yep. You've been making beats for a little while now. I sent one beat to Dre D. Yeah. Yep. All right, that's tight. Um, so so what have you done? Uh, what you are you on? Are you on Drop Zone? I'm on Drop Zone. What which songs? I are, made. Which songs did you produce on Drop me Zone? And, me and Froman Jones co-produced um, R A R. Uh huh. 
Uh, I produce Drop Zone. <laughs> I produce Climb, and I produce Last Page. Okay, cool. Now, what? Uh, which one of those is your favorite one? My favorite one is probably Last Page. Okay. Um, and when you made Last Page, how old were you? And how old are you now? 19. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was 18. Yeah. Sick. It was last summer. And when you made it, were you like, this is going to be called Last Page? Nope. It was called Hitting Walls. Yeah, it was called Hitting Walls. Professor Gable, <laughs> the guy I'm talking to right now, says Hitting Walls in the song. What, so what, why did you make that beat? Uh, it has like a feel of like, you know... Struggle kind of, but do you remember like? Field. Do you remember 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 why you made it or when you made it? Not really. <laughs> it kind of just came out like that when I made it. I also, yeah, I don't really remember. Like I wasn't making it. For, like, usually, I don't make beats um, for any specific reason. Uh, I just kind of go in there. And <sighs> the the song on sampling definitely pushes where the vibe is going, mm -hmm. and it kind of just makes it becomes its own thing. Now, uh, now when you, like, what, like, when you're making beats, do you, um, do you, like, are you just, do you just, like, wake up, jerk off, and make a beat, or, like... <laughs> Always in that order. Really? Yes. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's quite a process. Sometimes I don't jerk off, I just go make a beat, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah. The, beat, the beats I make after I jack off are always ten times better, obviously. No. Really? <laughs> All right. Um, it's random. Yeah, most of the beats I make are in the day. Like, I like I like starting my day off like that. Okay. Yeah. So, but do you make... So, what about night beats? Those are, are rare for me. Unless a lot of collaboration I do is at night. Um, but, like, when I make beats by myself, it's usually in the day. Okay, cool. Um, Akil. Dime, Papa. Could you, uh, could you, could you say a little bit about your musical background and history? I started playing music with this guy right here next to me, Satchmo. Satchmo. Satchmo Rosecock. Uh, <laughs> with Loco Bloco, and I just continued. Now I have a band, and we're gonna release an album. What's your band called? Soultron. Soltron in Spanish. Mm -hmm. We're bilingual band. That's tight. Um, yeah. Um, and you play? I play drums, percussion. And yes. In the band, uh, in the band, we got inspired by Wu Tang. How they have like this very deep story to their band, mm -hmm. somewhat of a mythology of their band. Word. Um, and how. You know, everybody is like a character, uh, and uh, we really got, we really love that. So we had that, um, we, 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 we created our own story. Actually, the way we were releasing our album is by a comic book that has our mythology of how like the Soltron was created. Um, and everybody has a superpower. So my superpower is the shapeshifter, because I play like, Ten instruments in the band. Damn, that's tight. Yeah. Do you play ten instruments, like while you're performing? Like, do you run around the stage and play different instruments? Like, I usually just get in my little um, cave. I call it my little like 
my cubby hole thing and I just surround myself with drums <laughs> and then I just beat on them. Sight. So it's like that's kind of <laughs> like what Satchel does. Yeah, totally. And I even use electronic shit. Mm. Yeah. So we got the we got the electronic vibe. Dope. Um, do you guys ever uh, like like record music together? I know you played music together as children. That's something I think I've talked about doing with like every person in this room right now. <laughs> 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 but we've never actually done it. Yeah. But we made one beat together. Oh, we did, but nah. But it was cool. We we could do better. Had a cool vibe. Beat making is like it's a hard crossover from live music, like. Not conceptually, like obviously I have the ideas in my mind, but just being able to transmit them through the computer, it gets a little frustrating because I can't just like, you know, music, you, you make the sound, you hear it in your mind, you say, okay, I'm going to make it. The B is like, you have to go and click some shit. Yeah, yeah I can agree with that. Uh, <laughs> when you're a musician, I feel like you have an idea and you make it. With me, I just kind of let this shit happen. Yeah. Um, I find the sounds I like in a sample or whatnot. I take them and then they I arrange them just after fucking with them and whatnot. Sometimes I got a vision for what I'm gonna do and I let that happen. But you know, on a day to day, I'm just going through hella songs until I find one I like. And then the drums I put in are either a sample or from a break, and that is um, on the spot too because you gotta look around for the right drum break that goes to samples. Or I'm using like machine drums and whatnot, and I gotta fuck with the sound of them and, whatnot, and find which ones go together well. It's a lot different from live musicianship. Yeah, the creative process is different. What the, would the you guys? The end result is still sick with it. I was gonna say while we're on the topic of production, Gabe, do you want to say anything about yeah. uh, like would, what they're saying? Left on what? Uh, what's the question? Just like talk a little closer to the mic. What a uh, what um what 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 do you what what do you do? What do I do? Yeah. I make beats. Uh -huh. I, I play music. Why? Kind of alone in my room. Why? In my garage. Why do I? Why do I do this? Yeah. Uh, I'm giving you much harder questions. That's it, man. That's that's everything that I want to do right now. Okay. If I were to do something else, I would probably be thinking about do, making beats or sitting somewhere else, like on the drum set or like with the saxophone somewhere. And uh, making like love. And so, like, what about what what about what they were saying about like how you know music is like you know you find a sound in your head and then you make it. Whereas like the crossover between live music and computer computer music. Yeah, it's really crazy because like you can definitely have an idea and start to like like hypothetical you know kind of get this idea of what's going to happen before you kind of sit down and listen to a song that you're going to sample or before you sit down on the drum and like start messing around and then create like a song from there but sometimes mm -hmm. you can have like a little hint of something you like and then you'll jump forward a little bit and then you kind of mess around with those ideas you get and then you kind of build on something else and then you jump forward with that and like I feel like that kind of process that kind of growth that you go through in music is the same throughout all like like electronic music or playing on the drum like it's all based on ideas and then those ideas will fuel more ideas but like what you were saying how it's difficult to transmit all of your ideas into computer music for example like that's where you, it just takes hella hours you know to learn the technique mm -hmm. of like yeah. so much how you have to learn how to hit a drum the right way it's like basically learning a new instrument yeah kinda. like you have to learn the ropes it seems because i'm sure you know once you get the hang of it 
you probably just get in and boop boop boop. Exactly. Bada bing, bada boom. I see yeah. producers like who know all the fucking shortcuts on the laptops yeah. and shit, and it makes they so make much a beat of a in difference. Like 10 minutes yeah, it makes so it much goes. of a difference of how like they like produce a track and shit, like yeah. you know, because it like you're 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 in a rhythm like pressing fucking you know F1 shift six, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they all, like that's in their brain, just like you fucking hit. Drums. Yeah, like I, I really don't think about what the <laughs> exactly. Fuck, like I don't have to think about it at all. I yeah. just kind of express myself. Yeah. But it, it takes yeah hours, ten thousand hours. Does a certain exactly. does a certain beat come out when you guys are like in a certain mood, or is it just like not really? Or does that have anything to do with it? I can say I, not beats, but making music. Mm-hmm. Your like your mood and the the music you make in that moment is hella. Yeah, they're, kind of they're, they're related. They're related. I feel that way too. Um, like with making music, it's definitely how you are in the moment, and like it's about your headspace too. And you have to be like kind of in a positive mode where you're not like criticizing yourself for everything. You have to be flowy and like just be hella creative. And like creative is like more important than being like you know good at whatever you're trying to do. You know, it's kind of just about letting go. But, like, sometimes when you hear a certain sample, like, if you listen to a song and it's, like, a really moody, like, classical song, then you might pull some strings and make this really, like, depressing thing. But, like, that's not really connected to the mood. It's more, like, just the song sounded that way. Mm -hmm. And that's where, like, you kind of have to have, like, kind of just open ears to, like, whatever song you, whatever samples you get will kind of just mold, like, whatever, wherever you start from. It's kind of like a fungus. It just grows off of whatever you start growing on, and it just, like, grows into this whatever. So it starts with, like, a headspace thing, because it's, like... So you guys just couldn't get, like, pressure. Like, if I was, like, some fucking, like, exec or whatever, and I asked you guys to, like, like make 10 beats today, those beats wouldn't be as good as if 10 beats you made naturally. I don't think that's true. I, I think, like, Miles Davis, that fool went and recorded, like, hella songs. I forgot. For, but he recorded four albums in one night. Because he needed to get out of a record contract And like I think once you Like you were talking about doing Like once you do so many hours Like you just I think part of Besides learning how to do your instrument Is learning how to just put yourself in that zone Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Like there's days when I'm like Nah I don't want to play But I have to Like I know I have to go to the gig But then it ends up being a great gig Just because you say Well fuck it I'm here I have to do this anyways Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the most of this thing You know Because I'm not I'm not about doing half-assed music You know what I mean So You got to put your heart into it And whatever it is And it kind of comes out As as a time You know As the show goes on Whatever Mm -hmm. Then you realize I've heard Kai Lyons say that Like he was talking about Like MC Vanilla Face Oh shit Vanilla Face I got a verse on his album <laughs> But he was talking about how he, he like Forces himself to create Even when he doesn't feel like he's in the mood to Just for the sake of Like having that kind of angle at it Kai's one of the best musicians yeah. I know too Yeah if he says it like I'm kind of, There's gotta be truth in it Cause he's raw Dope He's, in, so, he's in Soltron too Really? Yeah he's a bass player that's what's up. I didn't know that. White boy. <laughs> Let me ask you one more question. Like, Akil, do you ever, uh, like, so in this, in the band, like, do you ever, like, besides Sultan, like, do you write music, like, in the sense of, like, it's, mm. like do you, like, create, like, are you, like, I'm going to make some, this song now, or do you just, like, hmm. go on this corner and start playing you know, the drums? Like, you saying in general? 
in general like have you done that do you do that it's something that i'm i'm trying to do because like you know how like satchel and gabe will go in their room by themselves and be like i'm gonna make this and then they make something to me right now shit that's a hard one I'll, i'll answer it like uh my the way I feel like I would take an approach to songwriting, I would need to have more orientation on harmonic instrument like guitar mm-hmm. or piano. So that's something I, I'm wanting to do now. But what I've been focusing on, I guess, up until this point, is just getting comfortable on my instrument. Dope. And so what that is about is about <clears throat> like practicing technique. If you have good technique, like practicing technique is so that you don't have to think about your body. Yeah. And so then you're, what that helps you do is to be able to have a complete, like, free flow of consciousness. Kind of like what I guess for you would be having a sick vocabulary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like being able to just come out with words that say exactly what you want to mean. That, yeah. You know, that right thing. So what I've mainly been focusing on is just getting my technique just down as fuck. So I try to pre- hit the hit the hit the practice hit the shed and get on that because the more you know then it, then I feel better in terms of that but the, I don't know the best or the closest thing I could say is like making breaks and I in Soltron I contribute to the writing process in certain ways like I don't write words or chords but like we create groove you know and. Mm-hmm. And that I think is not It's not thought of as much But it is You know A groove could Make one part of a song Sound totally different If it was a different groove So In certain ways I I help to contribute That vision Because we try to mix A lot of things So someone will come with Like a very traditional Latin thing Or something completely in Spanish And then we flip it out And try to make it Something different So that's what I kind of do Dope Cool Yeah yeah, the groove is a lot because it's like, it's not exactly like super. I mean, it is it is very telling of the song, but it's not like super unique. You know, like there might be a groove that's kind of repeated, kind of like through hella generations of like a style of music, but you kind of you put it onto like a certain unique song in like an artistic way, and like, you have to p- pick like what kind of groove you feel after you hear someone play like some chords or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all about context. And like the relationship between what's happening, everything that's happening, you know. I don't know. Groove, man. The art of groove, bro. It's like the pillow that you lay on, and then everything else is like a nice ornament, and that's all on top of it. Yeah. It's important. It's the foundation. What's the difference between like group work, like somebody having somebody in there working with you on a song, relative to like just you working on a song? Hmm. Like is there like a certain magic that kicks off Or sometimes he has butt heads Or, or is it just like Depend on who it is I don't know When me and Satchel work together Or Baghead for you Less aware um, folks. Delay man <laughs> <laughs> When me and Satchel work together We usually We'll kind of just listen to a couple of records And then We'll both usually come to a consensus Like when we like a song And then Like we'll kind of like sometimes I'll do mo- more of the technical work like on the NPC I'll like make the make the program or whatever and then we'll kind of like start playing with sounds and then we kind of jump into like whatever the other person's doing 
um, kind of like interrupting each other almost because like we'll, we'll, we'll hear like what he's doing and then we'll just try to like like no like do it this way and then we'll kind of just like kind of like talk to each other through the, through like the samples almost it's hella weird but it's hella like super quiet like we're not really talking a whole lot and we're kind of like going through the main sequence and trying to get something going on and then I don't know, some, I mean, some days it's really quick when you have, like, a nice sample that's kind of attachable, and then sometimes you have to, like, do a lot of grueling work to find something that sounds good. But as far as working with people or alone, um, there's definitely, like, a lot you can do with people around you that you wouldn't be able to do alone because it kind of pushes you to do something. We got, we got a, a 12 people in the band. So the, <laughs> the creative process is fucking... Well, we got 12 people in the band, so that's 12, you know, 12 viewpoints. Huh. And when we started the band, we said we wouldn't have a leader, which is good and bad. Like, it, it has its ups and downs, but we work with it. And uh, so, like, we've had people come. We've had a guy, like, one guy brought in a song, totally the chords and the groove. and Or, like, the idea of the groove and the words all written. But... Like what we always say is that it doesn't matter if you wrote the whole song, it's gonna get troned. Like we gotta we gotta tronify it. It's gonna get tronic. That's what we say. <laughs> and so that means that you gotta let the people in Soltron do what they're gonna do to make that song tronic. So even when somebody comes and brings in what is like could be what one might consider a fully fleshed out idea, like it could be a great song already. Like we then do the second round. Where it's like, uh-uh, you ain't done yet. <laughs> and then we, we, we add our little, all of us, we add our little flavor in. Um, sometimes people bring in like that, like I said, like a like a half-formed thing already that's pretty easy. And then other times we'll just be jamming and somebody will hit a riff, you know. And then we're like, oh, shit, stay on that riff. And then we'll hit the groove. And then somebody will start freestyling. And then that, you know, and then the song writes itself. Hmm. And those are, those are my favorite, cause then it's like you don't need to do anything else after that. It's just like, <laughs> it's just easier. Yeah. What a um. It's done, then you stop. <clears throat> what what part does? Or did you want to answer that? Okay. What part does um? How big of a, or little of a role, and if at all a role, how much does it af- does does weed affect creating your music? Like it affected that. Yeah. Uh, I don't smoke when I make beats, honestly. You don't? Nah, I really don't. Um, yes, yeah, you do. Simple. No, I, I don't. You don't smoke weed? I don't. I smoke weed. I just whenever I make beats, I don't smoke weed. Oh. Um, a lot of times, like if I if it's what I will do though, so is um, at night I might smoke weed, and then I'll make beat. Like I said earlier, really, I don't make beats at night, but sometimes I'll smoke weed at night. And those beats are usually like I take the time because I've noticed over time that when I get high, I focus on one little sound a lot. Yeah. So like those beats are like usually like, a loop that are fucking crazy and weird. Um, and those are cool, but like, I like to make songs when I'm not high. Like were any of those beats on Drop Zone Stone Night beats? No. Not even Drop Zone. No. Hmm. Uh, what about you, Gabe? Um, I don't. I'm not super. Um, like, I don't. I haven't really been catalog- cataloging how many times I've been smoking <laughs> weed while I'm making beats, but like, I, I'll usually kind of like be steadily smoking weed when I'm like home alone, when I'm not working or something like that, and then I'll kind of dabble in a lot of things. Like, I'll I'll get bored and like want to play drums for a second and play for like 
maybe 15 minutes and then just like walk around and then go and work on this other beat and then do a new thing and then I don't know like like I could be doing anything but I like to like I used to re I used to notice when like smoking weed would affect me a lot more but I feel like now I kind of like am less aware of what like being a little high will do to like my creative ways you know? okay but I feel like generally um well, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I remember one time Paz was like, he's like, yo, did you just get lit as fucking right this beat? Like, it sounds crazy. And I was like, no, honestly, like, I was just hella sober. I made Definitely it. Definitely like, sounds like a question he would ask. It was just a ask. really weird, like, quick thing that just came together. And, like, <clears throat> you never know. It's so fucking random. Like, if it's going to be hella sick because you were, like, super, like, focused because you were sober. Or if it's going to be loose and crazy because you were high. Like, I don't know. It's kind of just all random. But I like smoking weed, so why not make beats and smoke weed? All right, Rust. Akil, do let's say it. Uh, well, shit. I mean, we've definitely had some fat sessions <laughs> that lead to jam sessions with the Soultron. Twelve man. But what about like I'm talking about like recording and like. Ah. Uh, yeah, when when we did the studio stuff, we was not smoking. Mm -hmm. Um, at least the people recording, because <laughs> we trying to get in and. When you got 12 people, it's not for it, yeah, it's not as easy as like being able to record some, you know, like I don't know how you guys recorded Drop Zone, but you know like it's one person. We've talked about this like you yeah. know you have that but but we played we you know it's like hella money and yeah. We so we made a commitment <laughs> to each other. We said, "Look, y'all, we paying too much money for somebody to come fuck it up, fuck it up by being high." So we just let people do what the hell they're gonna do. So I personally, I didn't do that before the session. Yep. But, um, but after the session. But then we did a bunch of overdub sessions, and uh, I think I was probably high for one, <laughs> <laughs> at least one. And I know other people was lit the whole time. So <laughs> yeah. Tight. Well, on that note, we're gonna take a little break. And come back and talk about something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Old Soul Radio. Un brequecito. So I can pass my day. 
Not a single word do we say. You're so pain of mine, and out of time, still I know my life's out for me. Half a tingle down to my feet. When your smugglers went to the street, it's sending me come away. Well, baby, just don't say I'm on it, please do not stare. You could offer your hand. Hugging and a chugging, it could be all so fast. Take five. Come take Listen to the words, listen to the things, listen to the things I told a girl. Listen to the words, listen, listen to the words I told a girl. Listen, listen to the words, listen to the I told her it was sweet thing. You take a little bit of time, baby. Told her it was sweet thing. Could you take a little bit of time, honey? We can play around. We can jump down to the ground, play around. We can do it up
Enter the 36 chamber with the 96 flavor. I understand my purpose is much greater than being an MC who's rocking these melodies. I'm shaping the world through rhyme, setting my people free of their suffering. That's what KRS told me that God gave us hip hop from her love holy. Now I feel the glory as I be telling you all the story about a kid who never wanted anything to get gory. I would continue soaring, call it go with the flow, working with children and get above a 3.0. Then I hit the stove, buying two handles of Captain Mo, slapping Fat Joe, trying to be changing the status quo my style's always been about spitting that positive got a lot to give so i hope i have a lot to live i intend to become the influential similar to how the produced this instrumental straight out the temple and the nine elementals are essential for hip-hopper's lives to be sequential i've got potential to be the differential between their presidentials while properly using pencils there ain't no chance of death of my culture because i'm the one exterminating these vultures call me a soldier fighting for world order Continuously because this war is never over. Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank. I'll be looking in outer space, thinking about what to think. Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank. I'll be looking in outer space, thinking about what to think. Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank. I'll be looking in outer space, thinking about what to think. Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank. Sometimes I can't. Don't know who to thank, don't know what to think As I'm sitting on the couch watching TV with a drink I see scenes of police brutality How can it be that we're living life so casually? Casualties happening frequently like overseas Don't want to believe, but now it's becoming a disease I seize the rhythm, within it I will create a prism Showcasing struggles of color while Pope will be trying to kill them Never knew cold-blooded murder could receive pardon Until the wannabe police shot Trayvon Martin He didn't mean to harm him, that's really where it started See a black kid with his hood, well then he must must be a target or what if you have your hands up and get gunned down look at ferguson missouri hometown of mike brown there's anger in the pueblo porque también lo siento because in san francisco 14 bullets killed alex nieto holding a taserito and forcibly sent to heaven the giants win it again the boys kill o'shane evans death because rebellion enforcement be losing focus hopeless even shot 13 year old andy lopez i know this the reason for the loud chants we're still waiting on justice for the murder of oscar grant it seems to me the whole government needs a brain transplant as i I pause and pant, grieving because sometimes I can't, like Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank I'll be looking in outer space, thinking about what to think Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank I'll be looking in outer space, thinking about what to think Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank I'll be looking in outer space, thinking about what to think Sometimes I can't, my mind goes blank Sometimes I can't Chicago had a good sense to fire the chief. 
on his watch, people are murdered. Think about 59 shots. What could Alex Nieto have done that required 59 Nothing. shots? Nothing. What could Mario Woods have done that required 40 shots 10 feet away? Nothing. So there are those who think we should be quiet, no. who said our peace, and no. we should be done. No. But we making our word bond. Right. We told Mayor Lee, until you fire your chief, we're going to dog your trail. Everywhere you go, we're going to be there, and we are going to make our word bond. Time to be alive when the revolution is coming to life. Fire in the streets, begging water to rise high. We're being born, a nigga makes you hotter than the cops trigger figures. With the colorful time to be alive when the revolution is coming to life. Fire in the streets, begging water to rise high. We're being born, a nigga makes you hotter than the cops trigger figures. Too many minds have been cracked open. Dripping liquid in the gutter, laying on curbs open. Mouths begin to mutter. Sputtering words that haven't been spoken in a while. Like looking in the eyes of an undead child. Wild at heart, yet tame despite the cycle of a cycle society. Trying to feed the creative souls inside of we. Baiting pubescent minds to the edges of cliffs. No regard for the masses cast in the abyss. This is our city. In it, these streets where pigs take bites at a strange fruit, rarely reaching peak. Too caught up in excuses for the uses of brutality, while unidentifieds are running from fatalities. Infinite shots ring off, no cause, pause. Another life gets lost just as quickly as it came. Yet CNN forgets to mention crooked politicians washing their hands clean of blood in the bay. Pray. That the ledger will forever remain stained No more playing games You just woke the wildest beast Speaking to Ed Lee And his chief of police Sir, please Won't you phonies just come out of the sheets And speak to my people As they gather in peace Kinfolk protest Seeking justice for deceased Helplessly hoping blind cops can see Or recognize the evil in one's eyes and mind Instead they choose to hide behind the gun and badge The baddest crew in blue and black Ruthless Hashing out talent He's marking mortars in the stats. Oh shit, who is that? Oh shit. Yo. The whole damn world is in shambles Every week we lighting candles Yo, the people, we demanding us some answers It's in shambles It's in shambles It's in shambles It's in shambles Yo, the whole damn world is in shambles Every week we lighting candles Yo, the people, we demanding us some answers It's in shambles It's in motherfucking shambles 
the symbols, I'm hearing crashes symbols, albums in the singles, provisionalizing wrinkles. Grandma had the dimples, grandpa had the braids, mama had compassion while my daddy had the brains. Trying to live so simple, feeling waves and ripples, only gain a little, can't afford to rent the temple. Knew he had his kinfolk, he knew he had his ways. Gather up his rations and walk the road as pay. Inside the devil is my man, no sound but visions inside me, reflections of moments behind me. The old man called the shining, others hiding, reminding me that my mind a bit different. Climbing high in ladders, rhyme patterns be my mistress. In this time of line with signs like dogs frightening barking. Was one of a kind mind that binds in the foggy focus. Her name was San Francisco, you could tell that she was mixed. Exotic portrait of a sister, see her raise her fist. Her beauty captured everybody, the movement of her lips. And when she spoke a revolution, they put her on the list. Life's a bitch. This was once thought by Shakespeare. Before him, cavemen made them want to make spears. But even before that, in fact, it drove God to make spears with atmospheric pressure and gravity. Gravity had to be magically unraveling for man to be in tragedy. Now rapid be relaxing me, keeping me from acting spastically. Asking me questions of endeavor. Should be the only one, the one down for whatever. Symbols. I'm hearing crashes, symbols, albums in the singles, provisionalizing wrinkles. Grandma had the dimples, grandpa had the braids. Mama had compassion while my daddy had the brains. Trying to live so simple, feeling waves and ripples. Only gain a little, can't afford to rent the temple. Knew he had his kinfolk, he knew he had his ways. Gather up his rations and walk the roll as pain. Kinetic energy never zoned out. Combining all my letters and they better flow now. Be like water over rocks, we roll now. One life to live, one to find his soul sound. He alone now. So how do I proceed? Isolation to read, imagination is free. Aggravation is greed, no need for all that. Still I practice combat and learn from my fallbacks. Saw stacks of old wax, made tracks with main cuts. My philosophy, the oxygen to make chains rust. Uh. So witness the antithesis. Whoever thought energy within my penmanship wasn't limitless. Uh. So believe me when I'm saying this. Hello, Miyazaki, animated Super Saiyan shit. Living in the bay is must to reach a higher consciousness is constantly maintaining it. Explaining all the many shit, I put the pen to paper. Training on the daily tip before I turn to vapors. Life is hard but full circle, life savings different flavors. Make my masterpiece, I master me to meet my makers.
Welcome back to Old Soul Radio, everybody. That, um... Played three songs by, uh... By the OSK gang. Well, two songs by the OSK gang. You heard a little earlier during the break. One was by Martine... Oh, damn. Pause. MC Pause. <laughs> coming out with a mixtape. Hot Fuego. This, uh... This Thursday, May 5th, stay positive. Cinco de Mayo. It is Cinco de Mayo. I think that was on purpose. Why he came out with it, May 5th. I'm not sure. Yeah. May 5th isn't like, it's not even May 5th. That first track you heard is called SIC. And it is on our SoundCloud right now for your mother's enjoyment. But stay tuned for this Thursday. I think he's he's doing a show too, right? This Thursday. Yes, we are all doing a show. That's true. <laughs> we are all doing a show. <laughs> gonna we catch. We're all in the show that he's doing. Gonna, gonna catch me as the uh, as the hype man for Professor Gable. In Sonoma, we be will be performing rap songs. Isn't it seventy percent like Caucasian? Women at Sonoma State. <laughs> um, <laughs> last board. time I was Down there, board. there were white women that were there. That sounds like a place I want to put my body in. <laughs> but speaking of body, <laughs> this week tomorrow there's a there's a certain thing going on. I think I'm gonna let uh, Bag and and Ak talk about that. Ak. <laughs> That's what my grandma calls me. Yes, you are correct, Mike. Yes. Tomorrow is the first day of a hunger strike at SFSU. Woo. There's a rally at 12, so if any listeners, y'all should come through to Malcolm X Plaza at noon. Um, the hunger strike is demanding $8 million from President Wong for the Ethics Studies Department. Oh, no, for the College of Ethics Studies, the only college of ethics studies in the whole nation. So, Damn. yeah. That's the case. So, so, how much did he say he would give? Or can you explain a bit of the context of like wh- how this started? Yeah, uh, in early February, um, I think it was Sue Voster, like the vice president. She mm. announced that um, ethnic studies will now be living without the help of administration, which is a forty percent cut. Basically, every year, Ethics Studies spends a certain amount of money, and 60% of it, it pays itself, and the other 40% is paid by administration, by, you know, what the exact reserve is called. Nah, I don't know, but basically what happened was, she said that 40% of the budget or would be cut. That would have cut half of the lecturers of all, the whole college. Half the classes, too. Yeah, half the classes, and... Uh, it would have limited the research institute, Cesar Chavez uh, Institute, which is like the, and then the master's program would have been cut in half. Uh, I mean, it would have been pretty bad. It was a pretty detrimental cut. So out of that, a bunch of students cornered uh, Wong at his office saying, you have to have a meeting a week from now. And he agreed. Uh, so there was a meeting and at that meeting, the students uh, announced 10, dem- 10 demands. Um, and then they said, we'll give you a week to respond. And he responded with some bullshit. I don't want to go, like, I don't even know the full details of the email. But basically, he said that um, due to 
lack of funding or whatnot that he can't meet all the demands. And so out of that, that's basically been where the situation's been, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. There's been other rallies and whatnot, but this is the, you know, going to be the most notable, obvious step into getting what we want. So we're just focusing on the first demand, uh, which is the original funding. first demand. Yeah, the original was like to reinstate the the oh seven oh eight budget. See, uh, that was like the last time it had a full uh, full funding, and that was the year that the recession happened. So after the recession, hella there was hella cuts throughout the whole school. But then, anyways, we, we said, well, shit, that was damn near ten years ago. We need to get with the times and put even more money in that. So we said eight million. Boom. That's what we need. Not so that the <laughs> Boom. <laughs> not, not so that it's just, you know, like hanging along, mm-hmm. pushing, but that it's thriving. That it's really able to grow and, and build and and flourish. Flourish, I think so. It's also like an act to show that, you know, we're still here and like we're gonna be building not just for this only demand. It's like, you know, the end of semester is coming and if we don't do anything now it's gonna look like, you know, that big mobilization but that was it so mm. doing this is gonna give it a good step into creating something that's gonna last at least you know or no as as long as it can you know but just building over the summer until next year that's cool that's yeah cool. with the um there's also i know you guys know the the, the frisco five in general too yes. how was how uh was that if it has like uh seeing that how does that make you react to like the situation you're about to be into coming up this week like seeing the the Frisco Five and interacting with them. Yeah, it's been inspiration. Um, it's been like good practice being around them and being around the situation a lot. Um, I guess overall, um, yeah, I really just learned a lot from those fools and just from seeing how they how, like how it's become like an organization itself. Like the strike, mm-hmm. they have people taking care of the supplies. They have people taking care of them. They have people taking care overnight, and they have the right supplies for all that shit. Um, they got almost like at their own like newspaper service where they collect the newspapers themselves and they hand them out, like spreading the word. Um, so that's kind of what we're aiming for now at this point with what we're doing. It's a different situation just based off the fact that they're trying to get police uh, chiefs, uh, the chief, chiefs are fired, mm-hmm. and we're just demanding money from a president, part of a campus. Um, but I think the, the cool thing about it is that now there's two different sources of pressure, um, just bringing attention to San Francisco in general to just, you know, give a shout-out call, like, yo, SF is really fucked up right now. You got two different groups of people doing hunger strikes. Um, I remember I talked to you about that earlier, too. You, saw, you told me that you would you would jump and join the uh, the Frisco Five if it wasn't for this thing, too. You feel like it would be better to spread the pressure, right? Uh, the situation I was in just made it not possible to just Frisco Five or just to be part of that hunger strike, mm. just school. Um, also, it should be them, just those five, because, like, that's their core, and they're standing for who they are, you know. Um, but, you know, part of me did was, was, like, yeah, I would love to be with them, you know. I would love mm-hmm. to prove to myself and to, like, just, like, what I'm standing for. is like, I'm down to do that shit. And so the way it happened was he brought it up. Akil brought the idea up of a hunger strike. So mm-hmm. shit kind of fell in place like that. Um, yeah. What could, um, like, for, for those listening in right now and for, like, the multiple students that are going to be approaching us, like, in the next few days, tomorrow even, too, 
what would you say like, is the best way just like a random student like a healthy supporter could support the cause and to join the movement if shit if oh shit is it okay to curse of course fuck yeah <laughs> oh yeah he was trying to he's just fuck, like, he's, just, he's like fuck 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 <laughs> Uh, I would say the best thing anyone could do for us is uh, tell everybody they know to go and visit us and to go and call the president's office and tell them and do a complaint or send an email or, you know, contact shit. I don't know. Their local supervisor. If you want to bring water, coconut water or just like some shit. That too. Yeah. Come by. (laughs) Water, hot water, tea. Uh, Oh, shit. Signs, art. If you guys uh, want to make songs, your own banners, that'd be cool. Come and and bring bring some good vibes and some friends. We need a big ass some water. If you want oh. to bring a big ass speaker, putting the call out for a speaker. <laughs> but yeah, mainly it's just uh, spread the word. Yeah, that's really it. Try as much as possible. Yeah. So like via social media, is there any uh, social media hashtags? Oh too? yeah. Ooh. Mike, you helped us think about them. You want to announce them yourself? Yeah, so I got some, a couple on my phone right now. <laughs> like, hashtags. Yeah. Woo! That's how you get the movement started. Yeah. So hashtag is uh, one of them is hunger for knowledge SFSU or if not just hunger for knowledge. Mm. So that that one's in. Uh, <laughs> I need knowledge. <laughs> that one's in, mm. uh, in correlation and with. The meme is just Akil eating a book. <laughs> 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 we could do that. <laughs> could make that happen. Another hashtag is just SFSU. If uh, to common SF state tags, so if they click that, most of people are just like, oh shit, something's going on. Another one is uh, Third World Liberation Front 2016, which is the original name of the 68 strike. Yeah, so in 1968, um, there was a huge strike of students. Uh, They were demanding that there be more attention or just more classes for, uh, you know, people of color in their histories because a lot of them were in from the Bay, from the Bay Area, from Oakland, from San Francisco, and they felt, and like this was a time when there was Black Panthers and Brown Berets and Los Siete was around, um, so they were, they felt as though their school should reflect the realities, mm-hmm. and so they did not go to class, and they, there's a lot of organizing around it, but like the big uh, focal point was a strike, and people got beat, people got arrested, it lasted more than one day, wasn't it, it was like, it's the, it's the longest what? student strike in our country's history. Holy shit. How long? Nine months. God damn. They shut down the campus for nine months. The community was there. It was also started by uh, the first BSU in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the country. The Black Student Union. They were the first ones to call themselves the Black Student Union. Mm-hmm. SF State. And then they started the strike. And then there was this other, all the groups of like the Latino groups. Pacific, like all the Asian, whatever. And then they all came together and then they became Third World Liberation Front. That's what's up. Because they wanted to like relate themselves to <coughs> their struggle country. here to the Third World. Mm-hmm. And that was what it was called at the time. I mean, I guess people don't really say that now. But instead of ethnic studies, they didn't want it to be called that. We were sitting, we were talking oh. with some of the original 68 strikers yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, it was supposed to be called third third world studies, but that was like one of the <coughs> trade-offs, he said. And uh, yeah, but imagine that third world studies. It sounds more like upfront about. More radical. Yeah, it definitely yeah. does. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's what it stood for. Yeah. These fools yeah. was really with the shit if they shut down the school for nine months. Hell yeah. You know Definitely. what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that's a long time. And now look at the hella watered down. No, I mean, nah, it's, nah, it's not, uh, not watered down, but ethnic studies compared to third world, the name I'm saying. It's very different now. There's yeah. less, uh, just the climate in 68 was that there was a very obvious oppression and it was mounting up, mounting up, and that's how the shit goes. Eventually, you see that the system is. Uh, wronging the people and the people decide nah fuck that shit you know mm-hmm. and like you're seeing that now and, but you're also seeing a large majority of the kids not be aware of what's going on it's because mm-hmm. a lot of them are from the city um, or from the Bay Area like do you think like with with the name Third World Studies think that would like kind of put make it more abrupt or more in their face of like what's really needed to be talked about because like when I t- when I've taken ethnic studies classes in the past like it's mostly like other black kids like I've taken like Africana studies and it's mostly other white kids and that's dope you know what I mean but like a, a little bit enemy is kind of like hoping like damn I kind of wish some like, white kids were in here you know what I mean like learning about this also yeah, yeah. that's a good point uh, that's how, yeah well that's what I said like I think I mean that's why I think they made it more palatable by calling it ethnic studies and even then. <laughs> It, it shy people shy away from that, like white folks. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like I've taken Latino studies class, and then it was basically all Latino people in there and black folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like no white people though. It was all it was like I don't know. What if they should? I th- oh. What they should do is make it a damn requirement to take those things in in college. You know that shit I mean? is more knowledgeable and important than a regular history class, or like then like a, you know. It could be as knowledge, as knowledgeable and important as like a regular history class, and there's no reason to not put that in the same regard as like U.S. history. First I mean, off, it's older. No, it it's is. older. It's way older than U.S. history, and it affects how the U.S. was created and how it um, came to be as it is now. I mean, honestly, with we see that like uh, white people will no longer be the majority in just a couple decades, and here in California, Latinos are the majority. I mean, you know, everybody needs to know who the heck they're living around. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. if we want to like grow and become this a, a more elevated society, we we owe it to our society to to teach them these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's why this shit is hella important, so that we could get past it. We could get past this Donald Trump bullshit, mm-hmm. Marco Rubio type <laughs> crazy. You know these fucking people, and we could just get along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you guys say like your? Uh, like how do you, how do you, how do your parents feel about you guys like like you know putting your lives on the line right now for for ethnic studies? Does you think that, that they have like a major influence on like your political views or or just how so. you see? Hell yeah! I mean, the world? My, my parents. I mean, my political views are very are very new you know like mm. they're really born out of like what i'm seeing now in my city and then because of that i started learning about the old shit and my parents um mainly like i said they've been supportive and the reason they're so important and what i'm doing is because they always been like yo do that like like it started from music the reason i'm taking ethnic studies you know in some regards because of music and like that's something they always push me and i went to state at first to major in audio production um and through that, I took ethnic studies classes just like based out of being at state and just figuring out like I also want to take other shit, other classes. So my parents have just really been really loving, really good parents, and that's how they've helped me out with this shit. Mm. My mom knows. I was talking about it with my mom and some friends 
yesterday or the day I don't know recently and then she was like I don't know and then she was like well you created him so then she was like well fuck I guess you're right I gotta support him but she she's, she helped to influence a lot of my political views and she's pretty radical my family I think they they, have, they think pretty radically so I think fuck it she had no choice but to support me <laughs> you see like yeah that was a good when my auntie said that but my dad don't know uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Wait, how do you think he'd feel about that huh how do you think he'd feel about that like not knowing oh, shit. Kind of like, what about when he finds out <laughs> it's very inevitable uh, he could call me I don't know I don't know what he would say he'd be like does well, he live in the city nah he lives in Oakland that's close enough to find out He'll probably find out. I mean, he got Facebook, so yeah. <laughs> he'll definitely find out. It's a phone call. It'll be like. My grandma said it was stupid. And then I said, hey, but they're going to cut the college. And then she said, oh, okay. And then you can do it. It's <laughs> like that. How old's your grandma? 74. How old are you guys? 20. 19. 20 and 19. Yes. Yeah. How have you been uh, preparing for the hunger strike? Fuck. <laughs> At first less. we thought we were supposed to shrink our stomachs or just like um, not eat. So we didn't eat like, like two weeks ahead of the strike. We kind of just like cut down everything. Then we found out that you're supposed to be eating hella fast before that. So we just, I started uh, yeah, like basically like we didn't have we had different. Um, you know, actually, I'll just summarize it. All in all, we've not prepared correctly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we definitely, like, not, like, we stopped eating, like, sh- like shitty in and out, you know, like Burger King food. Uh, a lot less, a lot less meat. Damn, fool, uh, calling me out on the Burger King. <laughs> I ate Burger King. When? With my, uh, with Paws. <laughs> that was a close one. Uh, Marty McFly. Um, this fool bought me Burger King. No, and you're gonna go on into the and, and an icy. Damn. But it was fun. <laughs> icy. It's all good. Man, but so- no, fuck. I mean, we. I think also as a mental preparation, like, I find myself talking a lot with the bag head guy at campus. Um, <laughs> we just we just sit and we're like, holy smokes, like we're gonna. We're gonna not eat. Like, what is this gonna be? And, and that's when it's been really helpful to see the Frisco Five folks, mm-hmm. see how they handle it, see how th- those five people. I mean, there's people that are always around them constantly, but then those five people, you see how they created like their little unit, you know, mm-hmm. and they're really a family. And so, I really want us to be able to have a similar experience because that. Who knows what what kind of we don't I've never gone this long without eating food. I, who knows how long we're gonna go? And I feel like that really tests us. I mean, we're human nature. We gotta eat. What happens when we take this out? We could go crazy. That's like like the main source of me being nervous is basically like I the idea of like people ask are you ready for this shit? Like are you prepared? It's like you know like, I don't fucking know. Like I have never been that two days not eating, but like I know I'm ready to push myself hmm. through something. You know whatever that's gonna look like, whatever it's gonna feel like. Um, and like you said, being on the Fisco Five, seeing them walking around, talking and laughing on day ten, like there's no reason I can't do this shit. And like a big part, like what are this, what are, like a cool thing and like an obvious thing actually that the strikers were talking about is like during this process, 
there's gonna be a lot of attention and they they said to be careful about that that like celebrity ego image you get like you're gonna it's gonna come up um and just to remember like <coughs> it's not a big deal because the people before you have struggled so much and that's why you're in this position like you're able to, to take part in this hunger strike because people before you like really did similar things and more than what you did right now mm -hmm. um so it's really good. It's going to be humbling because it's going to be intense and it's going to be a struggle, but it's also going to like remind you that the pain you feel like in that moment is not just about you. Just remember that it's about this whole big picture. Mm. Um, so that's like really like I feel ready to like delve into that feeling and be ready to understand that it's more than me. So when I feel that pain, um, I can just work past it by knowing that. Dope. Um, we just got a text question. For you from Drew Vincent. Hey, Drew. He's been listening. Harry so And he wants <laughs> And he yeah, wants Harry. to know uh, he wants to know how many people are striking at state and who are they if you're if you're willing to say the names at this point in time. We got four people with us. Including you two? Uh yeah. Or four more people. No. Four of us in total. We okay. got me. Baggy boy <laughs> and um, two others. I wouldn't want to say, I'm not going to say who they are. Okay. I'm going to say they're two others. We got a sister and a brother with us. And, uh, but if you want to really see, you'll find out soon enough, hopefully. Or come by and visit. Yeah, but, you know, that's not our business to be putting that out there. That's for cool. Yeah, also, also, yeah, that's that's going down tomorrow at a uh, at noon, right? Is when everything. Yeah. So noon, we're gonna have a rally, hmm. and then after the rally, there's a program, and then after the program, is a hunger strike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we plan to be camping out the whole time. Um, uh, on, we're gonna sleep. Our plan is to sleep there. Uh, yeah. Part of that is um. First of all, first off, it's a statement saying like we're not going to eat and we're going to show you we're not doing it in front of the administration building. And second off is they, if they decide to arrest us or expel us, you know, that's not going to happen. Or you know, do do like some like active retaliation to us for being on their grounds. It looks bad on them. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be more uh, power to us if they do that. Plus, it's going to be dope because. Uh I was thinking about our, we, our library is open 24 hours mm -hmm. and uh, now about this time it's crunch time you know everybody writing their essays and doing all that shit hell yeah so there's gonna be people there all the damn time yeah and so we're really open for anyone to come visit us at any damn time you wanna come by you know can't sleep one in the morning come by with the slaps and we'll play some freaking music <laughs> like we're gonna be posted man that's what's up so wait so you're, so you're gonna be right in front of the li the library yeah well yeah. across well across from the library on the grass part but you know they're gonna have no choice but to see the the grass in front of the business we're gonna keep it lit grass in front of the business building. the grass in front of the business building that's like, where we'll be at the grass the, in front on of the, the hill through huh like kind of on, on the hill on the slope Not, yeah lightweight yeah yeah you gonna sleep on a slant? Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna sleep <laughs> next. Slanted out. I heard that's I heard that's better for your hernia. There you go. <laughs> that's why we're doing it, actually. You got a hernia? Yep. You have a hernia? <laughs> two. You got two hernias? Buddy, is uh, yeah. the hernia is good for hunger striking? Nope. No, oh, probably. All right, I'll do that later. Oh. Later. Uh, later. All right. 
That's all right. I'm gonna sleep in the tent with Satch. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you um? What do you expect to happen? Not in terms of like the result of like the eight million dollars or something like that, but like what do you expect to happen? On a daily basis, like in a in a community setting, like at the at the at the hunger strike at the police station, it's been very like communal. Like, mm. there's been like a lot of like peaceful vibration in front of the police station amongst community who don't know each other and they're just you know um, building and uh, showing love and support. Do you expect it to be like that at San Francisco State? I think it would be hella similar. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't say expect it because I don't want to jinx it. But that's what I hope to see out of this. Like okay. I hope, I hope people can come together over this, so that we can bring it. Like, there's so many different voices all talking, and nobody's just takes the time to just say hey. And so hopefully a lot of people can just come out and meet say hey. people, and we could build off of this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if we don't get what we demand, which I'm not saying that's what I think is going to happen. I what I hope. Is just that people are able to grow off this, you mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think an interesting difference uh, is that the people walking by each strike, you know, are at, in front of the Mission Police Station, it's mainly some people from like the OG community, but mainly new people uh, who either mainly walk by and look all weird and look uncomfortable with it, or sometimes they walk up and they ask questions, or sometimes they say thank you off the bat. But at state, it's going to be a constant big flow of young people from SF State. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think the difference is like the less, I guess, the amount of people, but the similarity is just like, you know, like you said, like you guys are asking, like there's probably a a good chance to like meet people who are down to start working together. But I also think there's gonna be people who be, be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing this? Y'all are yeah. stupid." Yeah, and I'm excited for you that. Know shit you know what I mean? Because, and, like, it's gonna test yeah. us, you know, and it's gonna practice. SF State is a community of thirty thousand fucking people. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be there, Professor, and I will. And that's a concert. Yep. Yeah, man. We'll be out there. <laughs> if anybody tries to beat us up, come. Yeah, call. dude, we're fucking hunger strike security. Most definitely. Certified. Part two. We have no food. We got no food. <laughs> <laughs> Crackhead right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bring chocolate coconut milk. No, coconut bro. Water. Why not? I, I mean, it's just to get the chocolate milk. <laughs> or liquid cheap. gold. Liquid gold, yeah. For all the rich liquid. motherfuckers out there. <laughs> what is liquid gold? You guys were talking about that earlier. What, like, what, is that piss? Is, yeah. What? No, that's what they call my semen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a supplement, but dude, we went to go look at this today. How much was it? Bro? Like sixty-five dollars for those bottles. Yeah, for a little, a little pill bottle. Did you buy it? No. Oh, no, there was no. I was not gonna buy like the big liquid one, and there was only Rack no City, bitch. Um, it's yeah, it's like a liquid. Uh, it has like proteins and uh, potassium and. <laughs> Biology stuff. Vitamins, like vitamin C or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's hella shit. It's supposed to be good for you. Uh, Dude, what's up? What was the question before that? Yeah. Was there a question before that? I forgot how we got there. Uh, I think we. You are. No, what would. Why should it be? Um. <laughs> I got a funny story about me shopping today. I bought these vitamins. They're called dietary supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and before I had gone to the store, my dad was like, yo, don't buy vitamins that say uh, eat with meal. So I bought these $36 dietary supplements, and then I got home and said, eat preferably with meal. Preferably. Like, preferably, bro. Definitely sounds like something you would do. Yeah, it definitely sounds Dang, like I haven't told you to get that power. Like, that one looks good. What your dad like, what the fuck? He was like, son. He was uh, <laughs> disappointed in me. <laughs> son. <laughs> we ate our last nah, meal was, today, was man. <laughs> that was cool. What, what was it? Fucking quinoa. Yeah, hell of a vegetarian <laughs> shit. It was dope. I know, we didn't even eat meat. Fucking quinoa. <laughs> What, uh, <laughs> what clothes are you guys going to wear during this? Uh, Tank tops, flip flops, <laughs> thongs. Banana, banana uh, thongs. I'm be dressing hella warm because uh, uh, you can't be cold. Or well, you can't be cold, obviously, but you're supposed to be warm so you don't lose fucking. It's not easier for your body to yeah. maintain. So you don't waste the heat. You don't waste energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to wear sweatpants, <laughs> but then, like, I would really look like straight bum. <laughs> I don't know. Sweatpants, go ahead. I'm gonna be wearing sweatpants, probably. I wear sweatpants and I don't even hunger strike. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Can you eat Otter Pops? Because Otter Pops are just water and sugar. I don't think sugar is like are a good Otter idea. Pops, hunger strike safe or not? I think that's just bad that, idea. Not, yeah, sounds not sugar. good. I got a quick question. How do you guys feel about being around these hunger strikes? Yeah, I mean, Mike's part of the team. That's um, I feel. You know, I'm very, um, I feel really inspired by all of you, by the Frisco 5 and by you guys. I feel, um, responsible, not in like a anxious way, but in just like a love way. Like, I feel like I have a part in this process as someone who isn't hunger striking. And, um, but like, you know, I feel comfortable in that role that I've found myself in. Uh, I feel like I'm like, you know, just there kind of making sure everyone's still alive. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, I'm tired. Yeah. And I'm going to keep being tired because you're starting another one tomorrow. Uh huh. City's on a sh- some shit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so there's the also we should announce this. There's gonna be a march from Mission Police Station oh, yeah. uh, on Tuesday at 12:30 to City Hall to meet with Edley. Uh, the Edley has never has never confirmed this meeting, but it's no, it's a show. The idea is to get as many people as possible and to all go inside of City Hall and go to Edley's office and really be there and show force. So mm-hmm. I can't go because I'll be on actually. We might go. I might go. What uh, the fuck? Uh, you can leave a key. You never told me this, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. But I'm y'all going. should go because y'all ain't hugging striking, so y'all don't have no excuse to the listeners out there. Shouts out to my mom. Yeah. Ooh. Go to City Hall, mom. Me and Mike. <laughs> Definitely be there. I um. But yeah, Mike, how do you feel? I'm pretty similar to Sam, really. Like, overall inspire, like, you guys, like, by the Frisco Five and by you guys for sure. It's like, it's definitely made me think about life in general a lot differently. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely, like, prioritize things a lot more. I'm still late to shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm still, I was late today to this. But, like, just in terms of, like, how real everything is. Like, I can't even, like, I was talking to you a minute ago back about, like, when's the last time you listened to trap music? You're just like, it's been a minute. Because <laughs> that shit doesn't really relate to, like, the situation at hand. But overall, like, it's 
it's love like i i just have to like i think about this shit like every day like i even today i caught myself not eating for most of the day just because of the fact that like i'm just always thinking about when i wake up i think about the hunger strike and now i'm gonna be thinking about two at the same time like the other day when it rained i woke up first thing i said was fuck and like my sister was like what's wrong i was like it's raining outside and i know people that are like in camping right now you know what i mean like on the street and it's a um you guys are doing a good ass thing and there's it's like what i noticed too is that there's a, a lot of people who right now are just kind of based their lives around surviving for their own like you know like paying their bills watching out for their kids getting their getting their grades but the fact that people are out there you know sacrificing themselves for a greater cause that a lot of people can get behind that's fucking great you're speaking for a lot of people when you do this and i just I want you guys to know like it like even if i wasn't your friend i'd be very happy to just even be in your guys's presence because of that shit that's fucking tight thank yeah, you have your babies too yeah Thank you. That means a lot. Right. But the idea is that we're doing this one part of it, uh-huh. and there's a hell of people doing a hell of other parts of it. Yeah. You know, the organizers mm-hmm. who have helped organize this shit are doing it. Are doing Shout out to uh, like, y'all. Said, like you said, like um, you're talking up to us. You're talking us up, and I appreciate that. But like you're right there with us, and like you are gonna be in front of the cameras for this shit. Um, it's just like a it's a wave you know like people are doing like we're making these steps before we, we were you know and now we are and it's gonna keep passing down so other people will keep doing this shit it's gonna mm-hmm. grow and grow and grow so it's not just us you know mm-hmm. it's everybody the right uh, together like there was a I was interviewing a guy for an essay and he said like for every soldier on the ground there's uh, 10 more boots at home so it's like saying even though whatever like we're doing this hunger strike thing like you said like we couldn't be able to do this without none of you like mike i mean all of you guys just you know what i mean like, Hell yeah. it's not about yeah it's about the love like you said because like i'm doing this shit because i know i'm gonna have a kill with me i know i'm gonna have mike with me i know i'm gonna have sam with me i know like my people are gonna be there you know <laughs> and like that's why i feel comfortable doing this shit uh, i'll be there cracking jokes me and sam will be rapping he'll be there yeah it's <laughs> very true Oh man Um Shit man It's really like uh, um, You know um, It's it, It's very like Centering In a way Being like A part of this Point in time And like I'm, well, I'm kind of talking about The mission Hunger strike right now Cause that's the one that's happened so far but like uh just like putting in perspective like everything like sleeping on the street and like you know being like you know even the way that we're sleeping on the street is a luxury you know what i'm saying like we're sleeping on the street with fucking hella blankets and like and like you know like and like we go home after or i do like i go home you know to like shower or whatever and like so that's been like very like uh it's just like it 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 puts like all aspects of life in perspective Mm -hmm. and um just like there there are you know pieces to the whole picture you know like how you were saying like you're doing one part we're doing another part and Mm -hmm. then like the people that like come and like realize it are like the another part 
whether they're like in favor of it or like an antagonizer or like you know what I'm saying like there's all these like things that makes this wheel spin right now um, we just create a platform and a blueprint for what can be done you know like we just, exactly you could do this shit regular ass people did this shit yeah so just pass it on and on, and on. yeah um, it's essentially like I was I was cake too kind of why we did start doing music and yeah. come came together kind it's of like everyone has good ass ideas and shit yeah. same here yeah, Soul Tron. Soul Tron, baby. That's right. Fr- Frisco, Solidarity Forever, San Francisco. Most definitely. I've been tripping about how, like, like I, people keep saying, like, it's a historic time. I, I believe that. Like, it makes you realize how in 68, during the student strike, or just in the 60s in general, or in the 30s with Gandhi, like, the people were just, like, it was hella, no- not normal, but like they didn't like realize it was gonna be historic at that point. It's like the shit was as unorganized as it is now, you know. It was as chaotic as like filled with emotion and ego and shit, and it's like fall in place. It took hella time, you know. Mm. And, like that's what's happening right now. So it's cool. It's crazy. Dope. It's dope. I do want to highlight the fact that. Like, there is a role, too, within, like, even if you're not fasting. Like, I, something I was getting a lot this yeah. week for, like, like, I was posting on social media, help, like, helping out the Frisco Five, spread the word. I kept on getting a lot of messages. Like, my, even my sister was like, are you not eating? And I was just yeah, like. Yeah, everybody fucking says that to me, too. Yeah, I was like, I'm definitely. <laughs> you'll sit outside and, like, the, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning, some person will walk by and they'll give you the head nod. Like, yeah, man, like, shout out to you for hunger striking in my mind I, I'll head nod back because I don't have the time but yo by the way I'm not hungry so I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah yeah I got you <laughs> <laughs> lol man it's That's love funny. like the support is just love yeah it's fun shit in some ways because yeah. you know you're, like, you're really pushing yourself to like limits to like do good shit and like you're just keeping your mind organized making sure you do all the right like, making all the right moves mm-hmm Cool. Yeah. Well, it's 11:56. It was 11:56. And that was a really good talk. Four minutes from now, we'll be on the the f- no, hunger strike day. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want to say anything before we leave? Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean like, do uh, your thing, everybody. <laughs> All you. I know you hundreds of listeners are wondering what my advice is in my friend. <laughs> so, do your thing. Shit, um. I'm fucking nervous. Oh, I guess we're talking about that. I'm nervous. But fuck it. We're gonna make it happen, man. Just come by. We're gonna play music. If, if anybody wants to play drums, I'm down as fuck. I'm gonna be there. Bring some drums. I'm gonna be doing like street comedy. Out there with you guys, just yelling at people. It's a hunger strike. Do you think you could come? You could help me bring some drums. They got them in Creative Arts Building. I'm down. We'll bring them out and. Is that like an African race? Oh, yeah, wheelchairs. No, no, oh. That? no I that's the <laughs> Am I still on air right now? You're on the air, yeah. Yo, bring wheelchairs if you got them, because we can't be walking and shit. But we're hella far from the bathroom and shit, so bring wheelchairs. Satchel said, bring some weed too. Medical marijuana. The medical marijuana. Yeah, that's hella trippy. You're going to be way further away from the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to be all hunger strikey and all weak, allegedly. Can't walk to the bathroom. You should just get a bottle. You should just get one of those medical things to pee in. (laughs) (laughs) Pee in, toss it, dude.
I might just, I might be pissing like in the trees and shit at night. What are you gonna be shitting? You're just gonna be drinking. I ain't gonna be shitting. I'm gonna be pissing. I'm gonna be pissing a lot. Have you shat today? I did shit today. How about you, Akil? Probably, probably twice. I think, I think twice. I've noticed in the last week I shit less. I used to shit like five times a day. Five times a day? We got to clean that out, man. Just, I feel it, kind of. Anyways, on that note, this is Old Soul Radio. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Good night. Peace. Folsom getting peed on. Yeah, he is. Folsom getting peed on. That's going on, man. I saw a, uh, uh, as I was driving around, I just went to go, earlier today I was driving my bus and I was getting rid of my pee bottles and collecting like more bottles of filled pee. You know how that stuff goes when you live on a school bus. That's how it goes. So I'm doing that and I saw like a guy dressed up as like uh, Tail from Sonic and Tail. And he's like at the, he's like, he's, you know, he's real excited to have a tail because he keeps stepping to make it like wet and like shifting his hip to make it just like wet. He's excited because he waited all year to dress up like that and then. Just have to take a little time out with me. Well, just take five, just take five. Just have to be busy taking the time out to see that I'm alive, I'm alive. Although I'm going out on my way just so I can pass by each day, not a single word do we say. It's a pantomime and out of time, still I know all eyes are for me. I feel tingles down to my feet when your smile gets much too discreet to send me gone away. Now, wouldn't it be better not to be so polite? Well, you look good all through our light. You start a little conversation. Now it's alright when you take it back. Pull up, take a little time out.